back on Franchise Freaks now with Jason Weaver, the Senior Account Manager at Brand J. Hey, Jason, what's going on? Not too much. What's going on with you? I am looking forward to this conversation because I know you're just buried in everything lead gen oriented from from ads to results to uh, conversations with salespeople on those results. Uh, what's working right now for most of the franchise clients that you're working with when it comes to generating good franchise leads? What's working best? So I think the most important thing, which we actually thought it might be moving away from this for a while, but I think that the most important thing with Legion is still a good website. I think that the, a good website is the backbone of a strong um, lead generation campaign. So anything you can do to push people to that website is going to be king. So um, you got AdWords. AdWords has always worked. Um, it's always been the highest quality lead generation source. I guess before that, even anything you can do organically to get people there. So if, if that's people coming direct um, and you can get that from press releases, you can get that from, um, you know, if you get in the franchise 500, it different awards like that will get you more organic traffic. Um, even personal branding, which we'll touch on in a little bit, but uh, things that get you people coming to your site without it being a paid source is um, going to be the number one way to get high quality leads. After that, then you have AdWords. Um, and then with Facebook, taking a, a diversified approach in Facebook, because a lot of people, you ask what's working, a lot of people would say Facebook doesn't work, especially people who don't work with us. Um, we try to convince people that having different platforms is beneficial, but um, Facebook spreading out how you're doing Facebook, not putting all your eggs in one basket as far as like only form fills with a static picture and an image, um, trying different things like video ads, traffic campaign. Um, you know, we were trying conversational marketing for a while. There's um, carousel ads. There's a lot of different ways that you can utilize Facebook ads that aren't just the traditional form fill ads that a lot of people complain about and don't find success with. So I think um, if you combine the website with a diversified approach on Facebook, then you start getting into LinkedIn portals, things that are a little more on the periphery, but um, aren't, you know, still work for some brands, but those are a little more hit and miss. Um, some brands like them, some don't. And then from there, getting feedback from the salespeople, um, because everything that we do is contingent upon the salespeople feedback. Um, you know, we can get you, we can say that your AdWords cost per lead should be between 100 and 200. Your Facebook cost per lead should be between 10 and 20, um, which isn't always true. That's just kind of a rough estimate to start yeah. out with. But we can hit certain metrics that we want. Um, but if we're hitting those and you're not selling franchises, there's no point in hitting those. So um, getting that feedback and being able to utilize it when editing um, the ads themselves, that's the most important part. So. I want to come back to that feedback in just a second. But you said something really interesting there about the importance of a website, even though for how long have we all been saying, oh, websites are going to go away? They're not important anymore, but it's still the number one place where we want to drive traffic to to actually convert someone. Sure. The, the connection between the website still being important and what I call the downfall of the form fill ads on Facebook and maybe some other places, are you seeing that 
a lot more this year that the form fills just aren't working. And, and again, I'm speaking specifically for franchise development, maybe for consumer stuff, it might still work, but for Fran dev stuff, you really want to get away from the form fills and over to the website. Is that, is that still correct? So mostly yes. I think that there are different strategies for different types of brands. So if you're an emerging brand, you're going to have a different strategy than someone who's more established. So with companies like The Joint, who has tons and tons of locations, they have that name recognition. They have, there's not much, almost there's not much selling that needs to happen. People know what it is. They know what they're buying into. So um, when people fill out a form, they're pretty well educated and they're usually interested in, in purchasing. So honestly, their form fill ads do great on Facebook, but with brands that don't have the expansive network that the joint does, um, you're going to have to do a little more selling. You're going to have to convince them that it's a good idea. And so pushing them to the website is the most important factor. So using Facebook to push people to the website, using AdWords to push people to the website, using LinkedIn to push people to the website for brands that aren't huge that everybody knows, I think is the most important um, way that you can utilize the ads. So you are correct. I I think it depends on the brand, depends on where they're at. If they're an emerging brand, absolutely. You need to do awareness. You need to push people to the website and you need to have a high quality website then that can convert them and educate them on the opportunity. But for brands that are super established, that's when you can kind of ease back on the information side and push yourself more and try to just get them to fill out information because they'll kind of sell themselves. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense because it's it's sort of a, a tough space for the emerging brands, once again, because they don't have the brand awareness. No one really knows what that brand is all about. And they probably don't have a terrific website, maybe a brand website or even a consumer website where people can go and learn more. So if, if someone is starting out, they let's say they just started franchising today. Um are you still recommending we've got to take a look at that website before we get into too much paid advertising so there is something where people can go research and find out more about the brand? Yeah, if I was an emerging brand, I think I would start I would start with a website. Getting mm-hmm. a high quality website that has good information, good video, is professional is the most important thing. From there, then you can start looking at paid ads. Um, even that's not to say you shouldn't run any ads, but I think getting a website up first is the most important. You can run really cheap awareness ads. So mm-hmm. graphic campaigns on Facebook are relatively inexpensive. You can run display ads on Google. Those are also inexpensive and um, do drive traffic to the website enough that you know then Google will start picking it up. It helps with SEO, things like that. There are other benefits than just getting leads. Um, the more people you can get on your site, the better they'll rank for keywords. And that's when the SEO strategy comes in. I know you guys just recorded a podcast on the SEO stuff. So that's when the SEO strategy comes in. People are Googling it. Uh, People are seeing the ads, going to the website. Google's going to rank it higher. So if I was an emerging brand, I think first website, then start running low cost ads because I know the cost of ads is the biggest thing for the emerging brands, the smaller brands. They're always like, you know, I don't have 
10, 15, 20, $30,000 a month to spend. So, you know, you can run effective awareness campaigns for a couple grand, one, $2,000 uh, in the actual ads themselves. So starting with a website and then using awareness campaigns to push people to that site is the probably what I would do if I was an emerging brand. I love that idea of having different strategies for different types of brands that are in different stages of their lives. I think one of the things that franchise professionals get wrong often is we lump all franchises together. You know, it's franchising, quote unquote, franchising. And we don't take into consideration, you know, how, how, uh, how well known are these brands? You know, everyone's heard of, Little Caesars, but they might not have heard of Jack's Pizza, right? So, um, so having different rules and different strategies in place for different tiers of franchises, you know, who are on different parts of their brand journey, I think that's, um, I think that's something that not a lot of people have done over the past few decades. So I, I, I welcome more conversation on that. And I want to go back to something you were saying about the feedback from the salespeople, because that kind of ties into this too. We, I, I opened the show asking about what's getting good results and we might actually have different definitions of good results, right? We can, we can lead a horse to water, but let's, let's see uh, how much of that water they're actually drinking. Tell me about the feedback that you like to hear from the Fran Dev team about the marketing. Yeah. So on our side, if we're just like operating in a vacuum, you know, if we see $25 cost per lead on Facebook and we see $180 cost per lead on AdWords, we might look at that and say, that's great. Cool. And then come into a meeting and the client's unhappy. And so the breakdown there is that we need better communication that could be on our end, that could be on their end. Uh, we need better communication with the sales team to find out why these leads aren't converting. So, you know, maybe it is a breakdown in the sales process. It also could be that the lead quality is just not there, but we don't know until we have that, that back and forth. Maybe if they, if they come to us and they say, everyone I'm talking to is looking for a job, there's things we can do in the ads to highlight and emphasize that it's a franchise opportunity and not a job opportunity. If they say that everyone I'm getting is financially unqualified, there's things we can add to the ads like the investment range, if they need a certain liquid minimum, things like that. We can add that into the ads as well in order to increase the quality in that way. So we have our metrics that we like to hit and that we typically find to be the best quality. You know, we used to say, Facebook ads, $10. That's where we want to be. That's gone up over time. We Now we shoot for 15. If it's 20, if it's even 25, that's not necessarily a bad thing. As long because as the quality is going to be better, right? Is, is that where you're going? It could be, hopefully. That's the idea yeah. is if it's 25 and the client says, we just converted a three pack, you know, or from from Facebook ads, then why would we change things? If they just sold three franchises from Facebook ads and it was $25 a lead, even if you're spending $1,500, $2,000 a month, that's worth it. That's definitely worth it. You just made back all your money and some. So I think that getting the salespeople, we've had some clients that they've had $35, almost $40 a lead on Facebook, which is typically much higher than we'd want to see. But 
we've had it and they've said they've liked the quality enough that they don't want us to change things. So we have metrics we like to hit, but getting the sales people's feedback um, allows us to know if we're really hitting the mark. Right. And, and it also means don't always compare your results to reports that you're seeing in the industry on, you know, what the average cost per lead or cost per sale is right now, because you don't know what's going into some of those other figures from other brands that might just be flooding the market with a bunch of junk. Right. So, so I, I think your own benchmark is way more important than what the industry is saying right now. Would you agree with that? Definitely. And that'll also depend on the strategy that you're running. If you are running an awareness-based campaign, if you're an emerging brand, you're just not going to have that close rate that the joint does or that um, larger brands, you know, I don't know. I don't want to name two, sport clips. Sure. Um, that brands like that have because they have that brand equity, you're going to have different close rates. Also that the, the advertising platform that you're on, those also have different um, conversion rates. So AdWords is going to be higher. Facebook is usually they say like one in a hundred leads leads to a franchise with, yeah. with Facebook. It's not going to be that, you know, it might be one in 400, one in 500. If you're running awareness-based campaigns, it might be one in 800. Um, yeah. you, know, you might have a fantastic Facebook campaign and it is one in a hundred. It depends a lot on your brand and then the platform that you're running on. So correct. I think that not every brand is going to have the same metric. The reason they put that out is because that's just the average. That is, there are people who are much higher than that and much lower than that and people much higher and lower than that who are successful. So just looking at what's working for your brand and what tends to be the trend and trying to improve that is more important. Let's talk about budgets in 2024 and, and maybe even beyond do you see those numbers going up drastically in 2024 over where they've been for the past couple of years, or is it going to be a, a slow, steady increase? Um, everything's getting more expensive in this world right now. So I would imagine Facebook and Google and everything else is going to cost more over the next couple of years. Where do you see this all going? So right now, we typically say that you'd want about $2,500 into an AdWords campaign, about $1,500 into a Facebook campaign to get good, effective, consistent results. Um, that's not always true. Actually, I had a call with a client yesterday who they put four or $500 into a Facebook campaign and they it converts. It does really well for them. They're oh, a really good. small brand. But I, don't, I don't, actually don't know how that works, but it does. <laughs> um, and then we have some clients who they're putting $8,000 into a Facebook campaign and they're still just like, ah, we don't know if we love Facebook as much as AdWords or LinkedIn or the other sources that they're on. So um, right now, 1500 minimum, uh, 1000 would even work. So 1000 minimum suggestion for Facebook and 25 for for AdWords. But I think once you have that base, there's a lot of things that you can do to help with your lead generation efforts that aren't just increasing the budget for for campaigns. So the number one thing that I see a lot of clients need right now is website refreshes. I think, mm -hmm. like I said, a website is the backbone of all of your campaigns. If you have a bad website, but great campaigns, you're not going to sell. Um, if you have a great website and okay campaigns, 
I think you have a better chance of selling. Just if people show up to that website and it's fantastic and converts, then you're, if you have a good sales team, they'll be able to sell that. So uh, I think a website refresh is probably where a lot of a lot of our current clients and I'm sure client potential clients should be spending money. Um, I I don't see at least in the next year or two budgets needing to increase a ton. Um, I think some of the clients who don't have that thousand minimum on Facebook or 2,500 on AdWords should increase budgets. I think it would help their campaigns. Uh, and one of the one of the things that clients tend to do sometimes, uh, which I do think is a mistake, is this death spiral of, all right, our Facebook ads aren't currently working. We're spending 1500 Let's pull half of it out until we can prove the concept, and then we'll put that money back in. So now yeah. we're at $750, and we're trying to improve a campaign, but we're just not pushing enough money through that campaign for it to be successful. So it'll never hit that point of becoming successful enough that they're happy with it to put the money back in. So now they're like, all right, we're 750. Let's pull a little more money out. It's just not successful. And so now they're at 500 and now it's really not successful. And then they're eventually like, Facebook doesn't work for us. Right. Um, <laughs> you have to keep a certain amount in there to be able to get enough data for Facebook to find success. So I think hitting that $1,000 minimum on Facebook, if, they're, if a company's not at that, definitely increases in budget to get there. And then same with, 2,500 is less concrete, but I think 1,000 on Facebook is important. Um, but 2,500 for AdWords, getting clients there is important. After that, it's not like a one-to-one -one increase between budget and quality. Um, you know, you can, if you have a $2,000 campaign on AdWords and you make it a $4,000 campaign, you're not going to get twice the results. Uh, that's not to say you won't improve your results. You will. You'll have more results. But you're not going to get exactly a one-to-one -one return. And eventually, you will get to diminishing returns. And I think once you hit that point, once you find that spot for you to where it's like, all right, we could spend 3000 and get 90% of the results or spend 5000 and get just 10% more results, I think you'd be better off putting that $2,000 somewhere else, saving that up, getting a website refresh, maybe building a website if you don't have one, uh, doing personal branding building the awareness around that. I think there are other ways to spend money besides just constantly trying to up your, your campaign spend. I like that you're looking at this from a holistic standpoint of not just spend more or spend less on AdWords or spend more or spend less on Facebook. You're looking at the entire strategy of where can we apply more resources to certain areas, including website, including personal branding, including maybe more brand awareness in some of the organic stuff and content that we're putting out there. So I like the idea that you're, that you're looking at all of those things for your clients, not just looking at, at one lever that you can, that you can control ad spend on. What, what other types of things are you involved in outside of websites, the paid ads, um, personal branding, anything else you want to throw in there that, that's something that people should consider when they're looking at this entire FranDev marketing strategy? Yeah. So, uh, I mean, you mentioned the ads, obviously. Website, most important thing. Uh, personal branding. I'm sure Andrea talked about that. Uh, outside of that, I mean, there's, there's press releases, getting the word out there about yourself. Um, 
YouTube video content is fantastic. People love that. The SEO content that Sophia does is great. And being able to combine the two of those. So a lot of what we do and what companies should be doing is creating a cohesive message between all of the ways that they're advertising. So on AdWords, on our SEO strategy, and then with our videos, we're going after keywords. We're going after things that people are searching up. Everything on the website is designed to go after the way that people go about buying. So someone who's looking at a carpet cleaning franchise, maybe they don't know they want a carpet cleaning franchise. They just know they want a a cleaning franchise or they know they want a, let's say a home restoration franchise. Well, we might do a video about someone a day in their life and it's, um, it follows them around and they talk about how they got into it, their, their history. And then we write an article on them and our keyword is home restoration franchise. And then we're also targeting that on on AdWords. So someone will type in home restoration franchise. They'll see that we're the top ad spot. They'll then see we're the top organic spot. They're more likely to click organic because people just inherently have a little distrust for ads. So you want to have those be cohesive because they see you at the top, then they see you at the top for organic. They'll click on that. They see an article about someone who has um, a successful business in a carpet cleaning franchise. And our keyword was home restoration franchise. So that's what they looked up. And then they see that video. And now they're watching a five to 10 minute video on, on this person's life. And they get to see the day in the life. They get to see the big house. They get to see the success that they're having in business and picture themselves in that position. So being able to create cohesion between the AdWords strategy and the organic strategy and the videos and the content and the personal branding, the Facebook messaging, all of it has to work together uh, to build trust because people inherently just kind of don't trust ads. So if you can have more behind what you're saying than just a paid ad, you have a lot more credibility. So I would say building up that that cohesion between all of the ways that you're advertising. Also, um, other ways that people might spend their money is portals. Obviously, I mean, we're not a portal, but uh, we work with a lot of portals. And um, Right now, Biz by Sell is the one that we tend to recommend to clients. With portals, I think when, when I talk to clients, I typically say that portals tend to be hit or miss. But it's not that portals as a whole are hit or miss for clients. It's each separate portal. So I have some clients that love Biz by Sell. And then I have some clients who love Franchise Gator. And other clients who say, I've used Franchise Gator for two years in a row and never gotten a single converted lead from it. And I've spent a lot of money and it was a waste of my time. Yeah, so there's I, definitely a lot of passion about portals uh, yes. for or against from, from a lot of people, especially if they've been in franchising for 10 or more years. Right. And I, I think it's valid. I've seen portals not work at all for certain clients. But I tend to believe that it's more the portal the specific portal itself and not portals as a whole that don't yeah. work for clients. I think if companies shopped around, tried something for six months, try another one for six months, try another one for six months, they'd eventually find a portal that does work for them. Cause I've seen when portals do work, they work really well. So um, I think giving portals a try a fair shake, even if a client's done it before and hasn't found success, maybe try a different portal, try a few different portals, see what works for you. What doesn't, um, 
and I already mentioned press releases. Yeah, I think those are the those are the ways that I would try to expand beyond what we've already mentioned. Excellent. Well, thanks for putting that all together. I, I love the the holistic combination of all of these things working together for an organization to hit its goals. Jason Weaver, Senior Account Manager at Brand J, thanks for being a franchise freak. Uh, thank you. All right. Have a good one.